Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 11:60 AM. It's the final Cougar Sports Saturday of 2023, which means it's the final top five of 2023, and I don't think I've ever wanted a top five more in my entire life. The Cougar Sports Saturday Top 5, sponsored by Economics Partners. Mitch and Matt clash in a weekly battle of BYU sports knowledge. Here's the Top 5. That's right, the Top 5, your favorite segment here on Cougar Sports Saturday, it's a game show style segment. If you're new to the program, it's how it goes. We bring in our producer, Nate Slack. He gives us a list, sometimes opinion-based, factual, stat-based. Myself, Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte, we have to predict and accurately list off the top five to win this game. It's always a BYU topic. So, producer Nate, Nate Slack, follow him on X at Nate Slack 5. What do you got on deck for us this week, Nate? Well, I got some good news for you, Mitch, and some bad news for you, Matt. This is going to be a list that was teased in the first segment of the show today. BYU basketball has only played one team, Utah, more than Wyoming in its history, winning 90 of the 132 meetings. For this week's top five, we'll be looking at the next five teams on that list. Sounds great. Well, let's just keep it in-house. Keep it in-state. Utah State. Thank goodness. I needed a, I needed a good start, so well, woo. let's go. Aggies, I always loved you guys. Yes, Utah State's number two on this list right now. They got uh, BYU's played them 122 times with a record of 73-49, and 49, and BYU's won the last 10 matchups. Interesting. I think that that rivalry between BYU and Utah State, I don't think it's going to come back anytime soon. No. I, just, I don't get that sense that, uh, you know, I, I know Mark Pope likes the in-state games. Maybe there's an oh, an opportunity for it now that Utah's joining the Big 12 next year, but I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel like it's it's happening anytime soon unless Utah State gets what they want out of it, which is probably a just annual home-and-home. Home. BYU probably wants some sort of two-for-one deal. I don't – I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's definitely – it could be a, a matchup that doesn't add on the, the, the number of games played as it has in years past. Here's the thing. Before we move on, Mitch, I'll just give you an extra second here to gather your thoughts. <laughs> Utah State should accept a two-for-one every year. I, I just, look, it's Mountain West versus Big 12. Like, I, things, that's the way the world mm. works. And to me, to get BOU back once every three years is better than not at all. So, I would accept the terms. I like the games. I like the local games. I think they're a lot of fun. And... Take what UVU has done of recent years. UVU's been happy to do the two-for-one. And look, on one of the times they got BYU back down in Orem, they got them. And I think that's one game I could safely say probably is never going to happen again. <laughs> You're probably right. I'm probably, I, I feel confident <laughs> in saying UVU will not appear on the schedule anytime soon. It's almost like them beating BYU was the worst thing for them in terms of getting BYU when they're in the yeah, Big 12. Yeah, that's so a good we'll, point. We'll see. I'm going to go with Colorado State. Yeah, Colorado State is number three on the list. 116 meetings, 76 and 46 overall. And they haven't played since BYU's in the Mountain West, but BYU still holds a 10-game win streak. It was 
at top of mind because Wyoming's, I guess, main rival. I mean, I, I think Wyoming's main rival historically is BYU. But the border war is still a, a rivalry for them. Colorado State and Wyoming. I think back to Colorado State, there's this mysterious dunk. Do you remember it? When Trent placed it, had just an epic free throw line dunk. And there's only like Bigfoot style footage of the dunk because it wasn't on TV. (laughs) And it was, I remember, I think it was JJ, Jeremiah Jensen found the footage. Uh, But yeah, there was some, there were some classics in Moby arena back in the day. All right. It's back to me. I will. Take a page from uh, Mitch's book and keep it in the state of Colorado. Air Force. This is a good pull. BYU's met Air Force 66 times. They are 54 and 12 overall, 13 game win streak, and that game featured one of the best dunks in BYU history. Puts a sophomore out of Sugarland, Texas. Paul looks in the show off the dribble. Mike Hall, baby. I remember that one. What was that, 2004? BYU, Mike Hall. Look, I and I had a, a perfect vantage point of that. It was almost like the, the same view I had for the Yoli Childs dunk against Utah. I was sitting in the, I guess you'd say the rock, the student section at the time, and I was standing, and I just had that straight-on view of that hoop, and it was like, whoa, that was an amazing dunk. Mike Hall was a high flyer. Air Force had some teams, too, those those teams with, uh, gosh, the head coach was Joe Scott and Chris Mooney. They were always a thorn in the side, even when they were terrible. They'd run that uh, kind of like old school Indiana offense where there was basically they'd never dribble and it was just cut, 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 cut. Oh, <laughs> 49 to 47 final scores. I hated playing Air Force. But uh, yeah, there was, man, I got to say, like the old Mountain West and Whack, for those that lived it and, Went through that. That was fun. Like, those were just great games, those road trips on the front range. Like, it was good times. Like, it it doesn't sound glamorous compared to the Big 12, but there was some really good history in those old matchups in the the conference. All right, Mitch, it's back to you. Hmm. Okay. I got to think about this one here. This is where it kind of gets interesting. I am going to go with, hmm. How about New Mexico? Okay. Yep, that's number uh, oh, number yeah. one on the list. Number three overall, 131 games played. BYU is 76 and 55. Uh, but there were a lot of fun games. Games in the pit. Steve Alford and, and Jonathan Tavernari. 52-point <laughs> game for Jimmer in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Lots of fun memories. Oh, yeah. I mean, BYU and New Mexico, they were another team that they circled the calendar to play BYU because New Mexico basketball is such a bigger deal down there in Albuquerque than their football program. Yep. The pit was electric. I mean, I, I never got to experience a BYU-New Mexico game in the pit, but I've been in the pit for a game went back in 2010 when I went to the New Mexico Bowl, and that that's just a cool venue. It's a college basketball kind of, I don't want to say cathedral, but it's like a, a really nice gem in the college basketball uh, venue space. But yeah, th- those those games in the 90s too. I remember in 98, they had the longest home winning streak. New Mexico did, I think it was like 46 games. And BYU, lowly BYU, who just a year prior had a one win season, they rolled into the pit and won with black uniforms. So like, what is this? This is so crazy. Uh, there, there's been some. There was some, again like that. That era was so much fun with BYU basketball. I, I really enjoyed that.
Well, it's back to me. This is a familiar position that I've been in for a lot of 2023 and a position that I've really struggled in in 2023. <laughs> Closeout positions. I think that I'm going to miss this one, but I just have to do it. San Diego State. Oh, it, yep. yes. Thank you. I hate the show, but I love you today, baby. <laughs> I thought this was good news for me. I know. I thought so, too. I thought you had studied the list and you were going to come in prepared, but Matt takes advantage of, of starting out first. He those, did. Those are always the painful losses because you never felt like you had an opportunity. Yeah. Because I, 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 that was going to be my next pick was San Diego State, the old games in Peterson Gymnasium, watching them on Channel 5 and just thinking, that is the smallest venue I've ever watched BYU play. And little did I know, decades later, they would play in far smaller venues. But, uh, yeah, BYU-San Diego State. Is it weird to think, too, back in the day, San Diego State used to be awful. Right. They were terrible. They were so bad. And then Steve Fisher changed it all, and now San Diego State's really like a power conference team. I know they're in the Mountain West, but they're as legit as anyone in college basketball. It's it's impressive. and I like that. That game is being played. That's one of the games that I'm okay with outside of Big 12 play. Still still doing back and forth, back and forth, because there's a great history there. But also, it's a lot like the Utah game this year, Mitch, where in a lot of years, a loss against San Diego State's not going to be that oh, painful yeah. because they've built up a really nice program. They have. And that win earlier this year uh, at the Marriott Center, second game of the season, that set the stage for the climb that BYU is on. If you don't win that game, you don't play that game. Are we talking about BYU being number 14 in the AP poll? Are we talking about them being number four in the in the Ken Palm? I mean, top five in net? Like, I don't think we are because that win against San Diego State was like, okay, let's take notice of BYU who just knocked off the defending national runner-up in the Aztecs. So that that sort of matchup is always a big deal, and I'd love to see that continue into the future. But it seems like having this Wyoming series now, you wonder, will Mark Pope take on two true road games next year in the non-conference with Mount West teams? I, I would lean towards probably not, so maybe we see that one go by the wayside as well. We'll see. I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't mention UNLV. Uh, UNLV's down at number 16 on the list. The only reason I didn't say them is because they didn't join BYU's league until 96. So there wasn't – it's only – and then from 96 to 2010, there's just not – but those – I mean, Trayvon Willis, Jarrell Blassing game, uh, Wink Adams, Caspers Kambala. Like, UNLV games were legit, man. And BYU could never win in the Thomas and Mack with Dave Rose. Rebels. <laughs> they could always win there with Rebels. Steve Cleveland. Always with Steve Cleveland, but never with you. Coach Rose teams. M. Oh, man. Oh. Jeez. Me. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. I love, going, I love going to the Thomas and Mack. I did, too, but, man, it was a house of horrors for Dave Rose yes, coach teams. Was. Because I think back to those Mountain West championship games. What was it? 08. 09, Lee Kumar teams, you thought, BYU's going to beat them. Like, UNLV, because UNLV, I, I think we'd have to fact check this. I don't think UNLV has won a conference tournament since those 08, 09, and they always play it on their home floor. Imagine playing WCC tournaments or Big 12 Center. tournaments on the Marriott Center floor. BYU would win at least one right. at, or two because BYU is so good at the Marriott Center. It's, it's crazy to me how UNLV, the only team they could ever beat on that floor was BYU. It's like, what is the deal? How does this happen? All right. Thanks, Good Mitch. List. Thanks, Nate. Hey, thanks me, too. I need yeah. to get the monkey off the back. You got it. To go Steve, it. To Steve Young. Take the monkey <laughs> off the back. All right, we got to take a break. On the other side, let's uh, take a peek 
at some upcoming bowl games right around the corner. The Big Daddy is coming up soon. Looking forward. Well, actually, I'm not looking forward to the Rose Bowl as much as I have in previous years, but we have some fun bowl games. We'll talk about those next.